I'm one of the one and a half million members. I dabble on Trade Me. I've bought a few things and occasionally think of selling some of my junk. I tend to use Trade Me for specific items. I searched out these four Lee Child detective novels, for instance. My duvet, bought new, came from Trade Me. These wire storage baskets were far cheaper on Trade Me than bought new from a shop. But it's through here in the lounge where my best buy is a big red checked sofa, which I paid $250 for. Almost everyone I know is using Trade Me to some degree or other. It has become a social phenomenon, changing the way people buy and sell, launching an array of small businesses and reinvigorating the collector's market. I buy and sell a little bit. I've got a bid in at the moment on a piece of china that I want to give my wife. I was actually looking for intakes and bits and pieces with a friend, so that's what I started using it for. My daughter had been looking on the site for frogs, and my, my wife brought us some frogs in an aquarium last week, but also before Christmas we bought a piece of property off Trade Me. I had a lot of items that I was semi-interested in, but um, not really an area of specialty more because they were cheap. Trade Me's offices are on Wellington's waterfront. Today the wind is quiet, the sun is shining and the water is glittering. A fantastic view for the offices, which are housed in a recently restored building, home to the New Zealand Stock Exchange. It's a high-rent location and a long way from Trade Me's small start in 1999. Michael O'Donnell is Trade Me's business manager. So this is Trade Me. We operate three companies out of here, Trade Me, which is online classifieds and, and options. Then we operate Find Someone, which is premium online dating, targeting the 30 to 55-year-old set. Lastly, we operate Old Friends, which is a friend reunification, family reunification, networking sort of site. So it lets me um, go and see the boys that I went to school at Timaru Boys High with and find out what they're doing now. And, you know, the chances are they were, they were maladjusted then and they're probably still maladjusted. They just sell photocopiers or, or what have you. Across those three sites, that means we serve 62% of all the pages viewed on the New Zealand internet. How many employed here? We've now got about 75 staff, both full and part-time, and people tend to mark their entry into the company with how many people there were when they came on board. When I came on board, there were 12. Somebody joined last week, and for them, 75 will be the number that they mark at. And we also tend to mark it by how many simultaneous listings there were on the site. Like when I joined, there were 175,000 auctions a week. Now we're at about 800,000 auctions a week. The 1.5 million members, can you tell whether they're old or whether they're still current? The 1.5 million is active, but in terms of super active people on the site that are buying and selling every week, that number is much smaller. That's only about um, around 300,000. The Trade Me offices have a calm and casual air to them. The staff are young, only two are over 40. Those who use Trade Me are a much more diverse bunch and their profile is changing from the early days. It would have been skewed between males 18 to 30, but these days we're just becoming the de facto market. So the last time I, I took a look at the growth figures, our biggest growth was in females over 60 and it was um, slightly older people who were getting onto the internet for the first time and they'll typically have their pastimes and they'll just live in that part of the site. The increase in women using the site may reflect why women's clothing has one of the highest number of listings, around 78,000. Books and baby gear are two other popular categories.
Michael Carney, who's author of the book Trade Me Success Secrets, says people are attracted to the online auction site for a variety of reasons. As someone who just wants to get rid of the various bits and pieces that clutter your home, it's a great way to turn that into not a lot of money, but a, a little bit of money, as opposed to simply sending it off to the dump. From a seller's point of view, it's a really low cost and easy way of starting to sell things and to um, you know you can actually build a business on trade me just for the cost of you know, 55 cents for a first listing research carried out in 2003 showed that two-thirds of trade me users were hunting for a bargain while most of the rest were searching out collectibles but Michael O'Donnell says there's recently been a move away from second-hand goods Initially, we were, we were clearly all second-hand goods. Now we're about 43 44% new, and that's increasing. He says the average value of a trade is still relatively low at $56, but that's increased from the first few years when it was around $10 to $12. Author Michael Carney says there's an influx of two types of traders. The first is those who are able to source stuff, particularly from overseas and mainland China, I guess is the most obvious one, where they can get it at a good price and bring it in and then sell it directly on trade and cutting out all the, all the middlemen. And the other is that more and more people uh, or organisations are um, starting to see trade me as a, as a straight sales channel. There's a lot of glass beads shell beads and all the stringing material and clasps to everything basically to make jewellery with. Briar Ferris's story is a common one. She first started using Trade Me a couple of years ago to buy a few antiques, but realised the potential for starting up a small business when she sold off some surplus beads for making jewellery. I had a look in the beading section and it wasn't actually that style of stuff that I use. So I thought, oh, I had a whole lot of stuff at home that I wasn't using because I had a young baby so I wasn't really making jewellery. So I put a couple of auctions on and they sold really, really well. So I was like, okay, we'll put more on and so just kept on doing that. The Gisborne-based business is now full-time and Briar employs two people. Mary-Anne Ciolo-Tate and her husband Jeff from Christchurch also began using Trade Me to buy a few items. We started off by buying a few 57 Chevy models. Jeff's a, a big collector of 57 Chevys. And someone at work told us about this magic thing called Trade Me. So we went on and bought a couple of models. And then I had some cross-stitch patterns that I'd had for a, a long time and didn't need any more. I used to be a big cross-stitcher before I found Trade Me. And um, so we sold a few items and it just sort of started off like that, really. Just buying and selling a few things to start with. Did it just grow gradually? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I mean, we were just sort of doing 30 or 40 auctions maybe at a time and getting rid of a few things, and and um, then it sort of started to grow. And then people, if you do things well on Trade Me, people get to know you and want to buy stuff from you, and it sort of pretty much grew from there, really. How many auctions do you run a week now? On an average, probably about uh, eight or 900, maybe, maybe a few more than that. It just depends. Michael O'Donnell from Trade Me says there are distinctive patterns to site use, which has implications for buyers and sellers. So right now it's 10.20, a relatively quiet time for us. There are only 34,000 people on the site. Basically, traffic from midnight through to um, 7 or 8 o'clock is pretty negligible, only maybe five or 6,000 people on the site. It'll ramp up as people will check their options before they go to work or, or go in to other parts of the site. builds up slowly over the day with a little peak at, at midday and you can also see a peak at afternoon tea time 
and, and in fact, we're, we're going into morning tea time now, so it'll probably blip up there, go down, blip up again at midday, go down, blip up for afternoon tea, go down, and then from 5.30, 6 o'clock onwards, it just builds exponentially. And the busiest time on the site is typically between 8 and 11 o'clock, and the busiest three days are Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So if you're out there and you're wanting a good time to have your auction finish, you should have it finished, say, about 9 o'clock on a Tuesday night or a Monday night. When the most people are on the site, you'll get the most interest. I've got the little wireless mouse here, so I don't have to reach over for the other mouse. Two screens, so that I can uh, put up the site on both sides. You can move from, I'll just demonstrate, you can move from one application to the next. And monitor multiple auctions at the same time. Jeff Howard uses TradeMe to buy and sell stamps, but he's also used it for other items, buying computer software and a camera, selling a collection of space models. He says TradeMe rejuvenated his interest in stamp collection. Well, I used to be a collector as a kid. Didn't really get back into it until my dad died and the family tried to sell his small collection, which was extremely difficult without letting one of these dealers have it for, for next to nothing. So I decided at the time to keep the better values and, and build my own collection. And Trade Me was just starting out at the time. I was effectively using um, mail order auctions. Very particular about what they'd take off you to put in an auction. Very difficult to sell. Um, along comes Trade Me and it just, initially the buying was so easy because there weren't a lot of members. And selling is just as easy. And selling is just so easy really. It's now a substantial hobby. How many hours a week would you say that you're on Trade Me? Probably on average two hours a day. So it's about ten hours. Could be a little bit more. <laughs> Michael O'Donnell says the average time spent on the site is around 15 minutes. There are certainly the, the grazers, if you like, but also, especially during the day, there are people that have got one option that they're interested in. They go in, they check it out, and they may make a note in My Trade Me, and then they're out again. So for every browser that's on there for hours in the evening or what have you, you've got the snackers who go in, get the information, and then go out again. The time sellers spend listing auctions and responding to buyers is far higher than 15 minutes. Jeff and Marianne, or Maz, say it's more time-consuming than people think. Maz is the main trader, but both she and Jeff have other jobs. Nonetheless, she clocks up six to seven hours a day on her Trade Me business, juggling it with her work as a receptionist. I'm up early in the morning because I have all my parcels packed and ready to check my bank statement in the morning before I go to work. I head away to my day job, and uh, on the way home from that, I go to the post office and get rid of all the parcels that went with the deposits that were in the bank account that morning um, and then I come home and start I get home probably between 3 and 3.30 and um, then I log on and, and check all the emails that have come in during the day and all the people that have emailed me to say they've put money in or can you please confirm an amount or whatever Usually a couple of hundred emails Yeah, <laughs> log on yeah. and then uh, basically I'll organise what was sold yesterday if I haven't done that already package it all up and uh, address all the parcels, and then if there's any time left in the evening, I'll list some auctions. Briar spends upwards of 20 hours a week, but finds her use of online auction software, which automates a lot of functions, has made things more efficient. At any one time, I'll have maybe four or 500 auctions running, and they're usually three-day auctions, so 
What have we loaded today? Probably about 50 a day we have loaded. So we have maybe about 1,200 clothes a week. Not saying that they all sell, but that's how many auctions we have concurrently running. She says she laughed the other day, remembering the size of the business in the early days. I was cleaning up the bedroom where we have everything stored and I came across three ice cream containers and they had written on them on auction, waiting for auction and sold and I sort of had a little giggle to myself because that was the system and it was also what size I started at when it was just so small and now we've we've probably got a four metre by three metre room at the moment that's floor to ceiling and shelving with beads and bits and pieces and it's absolutely overflowing. So does all this hard work pay off? Jeff and Maz say their turnover on Trade Me is more than $100,000 a year, which provides for what they call the icing on the cake. $5 an hour or something like that. <laughs> something stupid. We don't make... How much would you say you make an hour? Oh, I've got an idea how much yeah. I make an hour. I don't know those particular details. Um, but we we do have a pretty good lifestyle. Yeah. And Trade, Trade Me allows us a holiday a year. We're mortgage-free. We're doing pretty well. Briar says a high percentage of her 1,200 auctions a week don't sell, but her turnover can be up to $1,500 a week. That's around $78,000 a year. And she says Trade Me is great for budding entrepreneurs. One of the beauties of Trade Me is that you can start so small, even opening your own website, let alone a retail space, a physical retail store, which is incredibly expensive and a huge step mentally and financially. Even a website you're not sure whether you've got a demand, a customer base and stuff like that. So Trade Me actually gives a forum to people. Both traders import a lot of their product from overseas. I'll have a look here and see here that everything on my watch list there has been bidded on and bidded on well. There's a couple there that I've bid on that are, have been outbid already. These these all started at a dollar. So that's, that's grab that one. Obviously somebody put quite a high auto bid on there, um, so that's jumped up. One dollar reserves, auto bids, buy now price. These are terms familiar to Trade Me users, and everyone has their own preferences to how to get the price they want. Author Michael Carney says setting the price comes down to what kind of product is being sold. If you're selling a product that is reasonably commonly offered or popular on Trade Me, and you can tell that by looking at what listings are already there, then you can afford to um, to be more flexible in your pricing strategy. And uh, a good way to get traffic is to set a low reserve. And if you go low, then you might as well go to a dollar. Because uh, if you go for a dollar reserve, then you'll pop up in, a, in one of the sort of highest traffic categories, which is the, the dollar reserve category. Um, and so... Uh, you do that and you get traffic and then you start to get bids and it grows from there. But if it's not a popular item, if it's some collectible or something that you're not sure exactly what the value is, then chances are that that will not be a good strategy for you, that uh, you won't attract many bids and so you'll sell it for for not enough. So the best strategy in that case is to think about what it's worth to you, what's the minimum to be satisfied for and set that as a reserve. And then even if it doesn't sell, at least you haven't given it away. The $1 reserve is a technique often used by Maz and Jeff. We run a lot of dollar reserve auctions, which we find work really well. Um, you have to be prepared with a dollar reserve auction to take the loss. The ones that I list dollar reserve, I know, and this probably sounds a little bit condescending, but I know they're going to be winners. However, Maz says she's also begun to use buy now options. 
I was always a firm believer that Trade Me was an auction site and therefore bid on the item if you want it. Because lots of people ask for a buy now price, and I was like, no, no way. You know, bid if you want it, you'll see what the reserve is. Um, but I have changed my opinion just in the last few months, and uh, we're finding we're getting a lot of good sales from, from buy nows. There are other trends traders have noticed. For instance, the length of auctions has decreased on average from seven days to three or four. The way people are bidding has also changed. Briar Ferris. People have wised up to the smartest way to bid, which is not to go crazy and get, get out of control with getting into bidding wars with, um, with other people. And also there was a trend not so long ago where people actually stopped bidding and stopped um, putting putting any kind of moves on auctions but they would put it on a watch list and wait for offers afterwards because they were hoping they would get um, lower offers but that has actually started to decrease now. In his book on Trade Me, Michael Carney advises You decide exactly how much you're going to pay for it, for an item, regardless of what the current pricing is. You say, well I'm not prepared to pay more than X dollars for that and you set that as an auto bid so the software will keep automatically bidding you up until you reach your point of no return. And then you launch that about five minutes before the auction's set to go, and then you walk away. So you you may not get it, but you won't have paid more than you want to pay for it. More broadly, Michael O'Donnell from Trade Me says, as well as the move from second-hand goods to new, there is increasing selling and buying within a region. Sometimes it's to circumvent postage and shipping costs. Uh, for people that are perhaps new to the system, by picking up in person you eliminate any risk whatsoever and you know you can pay in cash or via one of the, the cashless secure payment systems once you're there. Trade Me is New Zealand's biggest online auction site. It towers over rivals and as the first entrant to the online auction arena is set to continue its dominance here. Its thousands of users ensure a virtuous circle. With the most members and listed items, people wanting a high number of eyeballs and a good choice of goods will choose Trade Me. It has expanded from general garage sale type items to cars, property and most recently jobs. Business manager Michael O'Donnell. So this is the commercial team. We run three specialist sub-sites off Trade Me. One is uh, Trade Me Motors. It's been going three years. Last year it sold 115,000 cars and um, we've currently got about 900 car dealers on it and thousands of private sellers. Then Trade Me Property, it's been going just about 16 months. Lastly, we've got Trade Me Jobs, which is online employment. That was launched now four months ago, and, and it's going well. And again, we're, we're hiring people into that area at the moment. Founder Sam Morgan's often quoted aim is to work from the back page of the newspapers to the front. That ambition has already transformed the small classified pages and is likely to be making inroads into the ads taken out by car dealers, property agents and employers. It suggests that Trade Me's impact on the traditional source of revenue for newspapers is significant. But APN, which owns the New Zealand Herald, disagrees. Sarah Sandley is the General Manager of Advertising Sales and Marketing for APN New Zealand. We can't actually directly pin any um, revenue loss to Trade Me. There's a bit on the fringes. Um, given that the main focus for Trade Me is consumer to consumer, the main impact we've seen is in 
general classifieds where consumers are trying to sell directly to consumers, but that's not the bulk of our business, which is business to consumer. The other major owner of New Zealand newspapers is Fairfax. In 2005, Fairfax received about a third of its total revenue from classifieds, amounting to around $170 million. Was this the prime reason why the media company bought TradeMe for $700 million last year? Michael O'Donnell thinks not. I think it's simpler than that. In buying TradeMe, they, they really bought the New Zealand internet. Where the most visited site on the internet, they bought 1.5 million pairs of eyeballs. We passed Extra as the, um, as the most visited site now over a year ago. That was a pretty significant thing, and it probably showed that as a business we had some potential, and it probably helped get Fairfax's attention. And so that's about internet advertising? Yeah, but we don't think about it in terms of that so much as the internet community. What it is about is the community. All we do is we provide a venue where an online community has decided to hang out and have conversations. Sure, there's advertising there, but also there's just a lot of conversations taking place. I've seen some criticism on the message boards about more space being taken up by advertising. Yeah, certainly there's, there's that discussion on the message boards, and there always has been for the seven years we've been operating. But equally, if you talk to advertising agencies or media buyers, they're absolutely frustrated that we don't allow more on. We're pretty fascist when it comes to advertising. We don't allow pop-ups, we don't allow animation, we don't allow voice. So while some of our users feel there's more advertising on the site, the people that want to put advertising on the site are frustrated by our our lack of willingness to create new advertising space or allow those more interactive adverts. And again, there was criticism when Fairfax bought TradeMe and threats to leave. What happened in terms of membership at that point? It boomed. We basically have 10,000 people join TradeMe every week, um, and that's been a pretty solid figure for a a few years now. The six or eight weeks after the acquisition, it it was up to about 15,000 people a week. TradeMe's impact elsewhere is also debatable. Conventional stores are facing an onslaught from internet shopping sites, higher rents and cheap imports. Some are failing, some are closing and going online, others are surviving. And the direct effect of TradeMe appears to have been most dramatic on second-hand stores. Here's an example of a piece I've got here, a a, um, lemon squeezer. It's a Calton daisy wear. Now, this is a very unusual piece, um, I would myself personally but probably be better to put that on Trade Me and I probably would get a better price than what I'm offering for it in the shop. David Bell has been in the second-hand business for eight years and owns a shop in Putone just north of Wellington. He says a number of second-hand stores and antique shops in the area have closed down and Trade Me is having a considerable impact. It's affecting us quite considerably nowadays, uh, mainly because um, every man and every person can be a trader today. And some people, especially the younger ones, are going to trade me before they even come into the second-hand shops. He says sourcing goods at auctions and at house lots to on-sale has become extremely difficult. Because of my overheads, I've got to make a bigger percentage, but somebody that's operating at home, a housewife or just a mechanic down the road, they can work on a lower percentage. So, I mean, they can be quite happy just to make $20 on an item, whereas I, I might need to make 50 It's a nightmare sometimes. <laughs> Uh, we go into a place and I can waste a lot of time trying to price up stuff for people to sell on sell to trade me or somebody else. What we're finding now is they, they're they selling off the better stuff and they want us to take their, their junk or their large amount of stuff and, and it's just not profitable for us anymore to do that. I mean, we used to come in and buy a whole house lot and we'd find a few little treasures which would help pay for all our overheads, but now we're not finding that, so it's just 
not economic anymore. The changes are forcing him to rethink his business. I'm thinking myself of closing down and just using trade me myself. John Fison has run Tinnacory Antiques for 12 years and has been in the business for 27. I have heard that other shops have closed as a result of it. I've just simply kept on going the way I've always done and I haven't, it's very difficult to measure. I mean, it's a new way of looking for things other than looking in antique shops. Possibly there are fewer people looking in antique shops. Um, I've never done a head count. However, Mr Fison believes the desire to touch, feel and try on means the internet will never totally replace brick-and-mortar stores. The number of books listed on TradeMe at around 70,000, including magazines and audiobooks, makes it one of the largest categories. But Matthew Morris, the manager of RTB's second-hand bookshop in Wellington, claims TradeMe's impact has been largely positive. TradeMe's main impact has probably been that it's become more acceptable to buy and sell second-hand books. One of the most interesting things I found on TradeMe when is I, I listed all the books by the most expensive ones. And although there were a few that were very expensive, heaps of them just had no bids. Obviously, people don't really want to pay that much for them on TradeMe. So if you are thinking of selling them, you might not get as much as you could. The other thing that I looked at was the ones that were... There was a lot of bidding going on on the ones that obviously for TradeMe were very successful. And... Um, the interesting thing there was by the time you'd got through the first 20 or 30 of them, there were still only about three or four bids on most books. So even the, even the ones where it was getting a hot auction where there were lots of bids flowing, there weren't that many of them when I checked. Turner's Auction House also insists there's been little or no impact from TradeMe. Todd Hunter is the company's general manager of marketing. In many respects, TradeMe's had quite a positive impact on our business because it's, it's done a great job of educating people around... The, the process and the mechanism of auction as a means of agreeing a price. Are you getting fewer dealers coming to, to bid for goods? I think there's been a rationalisation of that part of the market. I mean, certainly those guys have had to change their business models. We still see strong support from a number of second-hand dealers, so I guess it's the smart guys that have been able to change the way they do business. They're still sourcing their stock in the, in the more traditional kind of means, but looking, having to look at different ways of, of um, selling it. John Albertson, the chief executive of the Retail Association, says although Trade Me is having an effect on conventional stores, it's hard to pinpoint just how much. Total retail is worth about $60 billion a year, so even total Trade Me turnover is a very small proportion of, of the total scene, but it's certainly a growing one and one that's, you know, along with all sorts of online retailing, we need to keep a very close eye on. In many cases, TradeMe has provided another avenue for shoppers, not an alternative. Its use doesn't come without some risks, however. Stories of shoddy goods or things not turning up are regular issues. Prices may not be the bargains they first appear. Overuse can cause addiction and employment problems. Plus, scams are always a danger. I wouldn't buy anything that could possibly need after-sale service through an internet auction. Every weekend I'm on the phone around the country to people telling them that their accounts have been hijacked or they're bidding on scam auctions. An acquaintance of mine wanted to buy a second-hand bike and he got carried away with the thrill of the chase and, and he paid about sort of 20 to 30% more than he could have got it for somewhere else. How common are these risks? In next week's programme at the same time, I'll be investigating.